back. It's Blockchain Supper Club. My name is Keith Hill. It's been a minute. You know, uh, we were last time you heard from us on this channel. We were the Creative Hill Podcast. And uh, coming out of the election, turmoil, and everything that took place back in January. So our last show was uh, January, January 16th, where I introduced uh, one of the kind of categories that we'll be going into from time to time called Kingdom Thought Leaders. But we're back today after uh, a few months. Uh, was this August now, 2021. And uh, in the meantime, we've launched Jazz Block Podcast, which is a blockchain supper club podcast exclusively operating on Spotify because we're doing the music part. That's where I curate, you know, emerging artists in the jazz and soul space and talk about some of the things in the music scene and some of the things that are going on. Uh, yeah, me and jazz and soul, it's a, it's a big world. And uh, you know, a lot of great new music and a lot of music that never got heard before. So, you know, I encourage you to go to uh, Spotify, do a search for Jazz Block, J-A-Z-Z, B-L-O-C-K and you'll see that pop up. Subscribe to that. That's the music program. A lot of great music. Here with Blockchain Supper Club, which is now replacing Creative Hill Podcast going forward is, you know, basically you know, our commitment and my commitment is to lifestyle. You know, lifestyle, culture, entertainment. And this whole thing with blockchain, I think this is the future of decentralized finance and you know, we're not limited to um, doing things in a traditional way anymore as far as, you know, what we do with our money. I mean, you can leave it in a bank and get near nothing interest while they make money off of your money being in their bank. And you uh, <laughs> we're kind of done with that, man. I mean, blockchain technologies have emerged where it enables us to, you know, store value and exchange value in different ways. And uh, matter of fact, it's gotten to the point now where some of the emerging technologies and platforms and exchanges are, not, are enabling people to exchange value between themselves without an intermediary uh, like a bank or a stock exchange or whatever. You can have what's called a digital wallet, and uh, that's your wallet. And uh, on previous episodes, I've talked about uh, being your own bank. And how, you know, now we're at a stage where, you know, we've been converted <laughs> into the digital realm. We've been converted from regular cell phones to carrying basically a, a computer in our hand that is now called a smartphone. And uh, Apple, Samsung, and some of the others around the world are giving us these handsets that basically have replaced um the cell phones back in the day. And so we're able to do transactions. We're able to exchange value. We're able to do things that um, wasn't possible uh, a few years ago. So Blockchain Supper Club is focused on that. We're, we're going to be focused on what these leading technologies are, you know, try to explore them, do analysis on them, talk about some of the digital assets that might be the ones that we need to jump into. And uh, 
you know, I'm not a financial advisor, so I tell you straight up, you know, what I'm doing, I'm doing for me. You do your own due diligence, but I love the fact that you can share information and, you know, uh, where possible share insight and successes and failures. I mean, so, you know, I've gotten burned in this thing, uh, trying to learn how to do things from time to time. And, uh, you know, you can learn from those, those experiences. But when it comes down to you investing your, your hard-earned money, just know that, you know, we're not financial advisors. We don't tell you what to do. Um, you do your own due diligence, and you assume all the risk and all the reward. <laughs> and the reward is great uh, when we do these things right. And uh, so... Uh, Going forward, uh, you can look forward to blockchainsupper.club website, I'm putting the final touches on that, and uh, it'll grow to the point where, you know, it's able to cover these categories that I'm interested in, call them areas of interest, which is lifestyle, culture, entertainment, and DeFi, decentralized finance. So we'll be able to go down these rabbit holes and talk about, you know, those areas and then when it comes down to just straight up coming at people with music, that's Jazz Block. And Jazz Block is uh, exclusively on pod, an exclusive podcast on Spotify because of the music uh, component. And so uh, I think between the two, you know, we can create a nice um, interactive um, body of listeners that um, want to have, you know, this side and that. So, uh, that said, uh, some of the things with our, uh, what's going on with us as we originate out of Dallas, Texas, um, you know, I'm producing events now, man. And so been doing that under Uptown Jazz Dallas for a few years before the pandemic. And, uh, last March, 2020, that was the last time actually before that it was, we were just getting ready to start doing jazz. Uh, performances and what we call the jazz set uh, when the pandemic kicked in and we were told we had to shut down and pretty much things haven't been the same since. But um, back in July, we started Jazz Set Social, which is in a, more of a social thing as opposed to the live entertainment, which I did under Jazz Masters. And it was a success, man. People enjoyed it. We have a great venue partner in the Dallas Arts District which is the nation's largest uh, urban arts district, has the Meyerson Symphony Center, the Dallas Museum of Art, the AT&T Performing Arts Center with the One Spirit Opera House, and so on and so on. And uh, we have a great venue partner called the Artisan Terrace. And it's an outdoor rooftop experience like no other. I mean, and I'm one of the few producers of jazz uh, in the area down there. I don't know any others other than when the big concerts come through. And so, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to present the Jazz Set Social there, and actually we're doing one this week. So, uh, you know, we had our first one since the pandemic shut down back in July. It was a success. And uh, this one is called the Set in White. So we're actually uh, inviting people out to, you know, dress in their fashionably white attire uh, before it starts getting cold around here. It's still hot in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is right around the time that things uh, start cooling off at some point. And so I'm looking forward to that. That's Thursday night, 
June, uh, August the 26th. And uh, for those in Dallas, we're worth listening to the Blockchain Supper Club podcast. I invite you guys to go over the promo ticks, uh, promo ticks with a T-I-X, and uh, get tickets so you can come on up. And, uh, you know, as far as this, this thing with the pandemic, man, you know, I think at this point we know how to navigate it. It's definitely a dangerous scenario uh, for those that have weak immune systems and everything. So we encourage people to, you know, um, it's a lot of information, a lot of manipulation going on. And the bottom line is this. Know your body. You know, if you're sick and a sickly person, you don't want to play games with something like this thing. So you want to go to a doctor and if it makes sense for you to get a vaccine, you get it, you know. Um, but sometimes it's not advisable for a person to get a vaccine. So you have to know yourself. You have to know um, your your immune system, your health history. And, uh, you know, the best thing you can do is when it comes down to making decisions about what you put in your body, is you go to a doctor and talk to them and, you uh, you know, in a multitude of counsel, there's always safety. And so, you know, um, yeah, so when we do these things, you know, we, you know, especially with this particular event, we're doing it outside. So I'm encouraged that, um, you know, we'll be in a safe setting. We're not trying to pack this place out to be, you know, two or 300 people. You know, you know it has a capacity of that, but really we just want a cool outside venue where people can eat, drink, and be merry. You know, and uh, yeah, so for any other information you might want to get on that, go to UptownJazzDallas.com. The BlockchainSupper.club website, like I said, should be be finished soon. In the meantime, I have what's called a tap link. A tap link is the somewhat like LinkedIn, well not LinkedIn, Linktree, for those that are on Instagram. You know that uh, Instagram doesn't allow people to post links in their in their postings, so you have to put it in your bio. And so Linktree is a way for you to have all your links in one place. Tap link is the same thing, except for it's a little bit more uh, robust in the sense that you know it's really a micro website. So my uh, my uh, tap link is in the show notes. Feel free to click on that. You'll feel free to bookmark that. You'll always be able to tell and know what I'm doing and what what's going on with the movement uh, through my tap link. And then when we launch blockchainsupper.club, you'll be able to join over there as well. Um, you know, we're kind of excited about things, man. There's a lot going on. I won't keep you in this episode here, but, um, you know, how we are able to generate income how we're able to save, how we're able to uh, generate wealth is totally different now, man. The landscape is totally different for people now because of blockchain technologies. Traditional banking, brokerage houses, I mean, there's still stocks and bonds you can, you know, play the stock game with and everything. But, man, the blockchain, um, digital asset, class uh <laughs> and it's worth your it's worth your full attention uh, everybody's familiar with the big dog uh, bitcoin but there are others and the way you can learn about them is understanding that understand that they are technologies I mean, you don't look at them like a currency 
from the U.S. dollar or the yen or the British pound. Those are currencies. A digital asset on the blockchain does something, and it solves a problem, supposedly. Bitcoin solves a problem. What is that? It enables you to store value, move it from being a currency into a store of value, uh, a digital asset. And right now, if you have a piece of a Bitcoin, you're at around, I think, $48,000 right now. One Bitcoin, and why is that? Well, um, Bitcoin is being mined through computer technologies. And I believe it's only 26 million Bitcoin that can ever be produced. Now, that's compared to what governments do, where they go to their, like in, here in the United States, they'll go to the Federal Reserve and print out money at will, and then turn around and raise the debt ceiling, and the generations of the the <laughs> the future generations have to carry that debt and pay for that debt, and now they're the governments are totally out of control, man. I mean, wow. I mean, we're sitting up here, and they're talking about passing this week. Uh, I think Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer they want to push through six trillion dollars, six trillion dollars, man. And I heard when when uh, World War II was fought, that it cost three trillion to fight World War II. And they're talking about spending six trillion dollars, man. There's no way, man. They're talking about destroying the, the economy. This is so irresponsible, man. I can't tell you, man. And the United States has been fortunate to have the U.S. dollar be the reserve, the global reserve currency, man. But at these rates, man, <laughs> we may have a situation pop up when you don't have other nations buying your debt, buying your bonds. Inflation starts kicking in, and we're already starting to see that with Joe Biden, man. I mean, that's all another story, but, I mean, this dude is driving the debt. I mean, they're just in seven months about to blow a hole in this thing with the money spending. And this is totally, man, irresponsible. I've never seen anything this like this in my life. But the effect that it's going to have on us after we just went through four years with Donald Trump, with the economy turned around, being energy independent, exporting energy to the rest of the world. All ethnic groups making money. And to go into this within seven to eight months, man, this is like totally irresponsible, man. But anyway, back to this blockchain thing. Digital assets are going to be the bridge by which when these fiat currencies start failing, you will be able to have value somewhere, man. Be it Bitcoin, personally, I like technologies like XRP which, uh, you know, is, is a, a settlement asset. Um, man, all I can tell you is that every chance I get, we buy up XRP. And uh, so, you know, in future episodes, we're going to focus on that right now. You know, the United States has been kind of unfriendly toward digital assets. Um, you know, we don't have any clarity with regard to regulatory bodies like the SEC or the commodity. Uh, Commodities and Trades Commission. But 
you know, I know they're trying, probably fearing the the reserve currency thing, but they can't stop this, man. This is this is a technology that has disrupted everything, so people can protect themselves. And, and blockchain technologies enable us to store value, man. Instead of having two thousand eight or the depression or some Black Monday, Black Sunday, or whatever the case may be, blow you up. And there's no recovery from that. There's no fallback position for that. So um, look forward to us talking about um, ways where you can store value, uh, save money, generate interest in different ways using blockchain technologies. And man, it's an exciting time when you look at it that on that side of the fence. And it's a sad time when we look at what the governments are doing. Um, I'll tell you about a, another thing. A lot of people may be familiar with crowdfunding. Crowdfunding uh, has been now around for a few years. You've got a whole bunch of them out there, but the major ones that you've heard about, like GoFundMe, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, have traditionally up to this point been used to raise money for causes, um, you know, addressing tra tragedy uh, or, you know, raising capital for a great idea that you may have. And um, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that 80% of the people that are trying to raise money for a campaign to take care of a cause, a personal need, or launch a project, 80% of them don't get funded. But there's an innovation that has been introduced, man. Where we're moving, it's kind of like when Uber Uber was introduced and the ground transportation industry was transformed. <laughs> when shopping online was transformed by us trusting an online, you know, uh, marketplace called Amazon. When us running home to watch a TV program at night because it came on at a certain time. All that's out the window when Netflix started giving us what we want when we wanted it. <laughs> it's disruptive, man. So let me introduce to you something called Co-op Crowd, a peer-to-peer -peer crowdfunding residual income system that's launching as we speak. And I was one of the first to jump in, and I'm here to tell you that crowdfunding is totally legit, totally uh, legal. Uh, it actually was uh, signed, uh, it signed, President Obama in 2012 signed what's called the 2012 uh, Job Act. And in it, it legitimized and made it easier for crowdfunding um, organizations to start. And so that's when we, we saw the industry explode with Indiegogo, Kickstarter, GoFundMe, and all those. And there's a whole bunch of more, more of them that are helping people address the causes and the needs. This one is unique amongst them all because you become the cause. Think about that. We raise money for causes through the other ones. You know, someone may have been sick. Somebody may have had a great idea and we try to raise money for them and we're submitting ourselves uh, or that cause to people in hopes that they'll have compassion and want to join. With this thing, co-op crowd, this is totally different. It's a totally automated, totally transparent system that enables you to donate 
as well as receive. And all I can tell you is that this thing is the is the thing. And by the, by the I look for legitimacy. I look for regulatory stuff so we don't get in trouble. This man is the ticket. You be able to give <laughs> and share the 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 system. And that's what it is, a system. It's not multi-level marketing. It's not susu or whatever that stuff is. It's, this is a self-driving economy through crowdfunding. And the cause is you. So I look forward. Matter of fact, in the in my tap link, you can go click on that. Go over to, to uh, when you land on my tap link, you'll see everything. But go down to co-op crowd and look at the presentation. And I encourage you that if you see what I saw, you're going to want to join this thing. And I mean, it's very inexpensive for what the money you're going to be making. And the self-driving economy part pays for itself. So through a one-time donation, and I mean that a one-time donation can make you rich over time. If you just do a few simple things, and this few simple things is what I'm doing right here, right now. I made it, I became an active donor. I started talking to people that I knew needed, needed money and a change in their financial situation. They joined, and I showed them how to do it, and I received. Giving, sharing, and receiving. And in the process, the exponential growth that kicks in with this thing is absolutely amazing. And it will put an end to this whole thing of you having to get up and go to a place and work where you don't want to work that doesn't pay you enough to pay the bills and all of that. So I'm spending a little time on this particular section because I'm excited about Co-op Crowd, man. And again, this is not financial advice. I'm just telling you, <laughs> you know, when when Uber came around and, you know, the idea of somebody pulling up in front of your house and you jumping in the car and they're going to take you somewhere. Once we really prove the concept and that people, the person driving, pulling up in front of your house to pick you up, was there because they're trying to make some money. They're not trying to rip you off. You get in the system, and the system takes care of all the settlement part. You pay. They get paid. You get to where you're going. Once we began to see, began to see how that system worked, we are all in. Same thing with Amazon, man. There was a time when I remember I was like, man, I don't know about storing my or giving my credit card or debit card information to buy something on this thing. Now I don't even think about it. <laughs> Shoot. You know what I mean? I mean, and it's amazing. The same thing with Netflix. You know, we don't run home to see a program other than football. You know, still got some lock times that you got to, you know, the game comes on at a certain time. You see it at a certain time. But outside of that, man, if it comes down to watching a movie or some program, you can get it over the top. They call it OTT, over the top. Personally, we got Roku. Other people got other things or even the satellite. So. Co-op crowd, man. Make note of that. And, um, you know, click on my tap link and go over and watch the Zoom presentation or send me a note. And we're building a global team, man. This is no limitations on, you know, the people that you can connect with. You're not limited to just dealing with where you are. You can be, you know, in, in Chicago or New York or L.A. or Dallas. And somebody that you know may be in Africa, England, Europe. Japan, China, whatever, you know, and they can get in this thing and it changed their life. And that's really the part that I'm excited about because there are, 
there's so many people that are what, what are referred to as unbanked. They've never had a bank account. They've never had a computer. They never had a smartphone. And these technologies are filtering their way, their way through to these people. And the generosity and the opportunity to have bank, have revenue, have income in a different type of way through a different type of system using a different type of asset, Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, and, and many others are filling a void out here in the, in, the, in the global population where people can get value where they never got it before doing it through the traditional way, needing to work for some company, you know, needing to go to some university to get a degree that you don't even make, that you end up assuming more debt. All these things have changed, man. Now you can do things and get seriously paid, seriously take care of your family, seriously provide for the generation that and the legacy that you want to leave it for. And God willing, man, conquer as much as you can conquer, do as much as you can do until the kingdom comes. And that's where I'm at. <laughs> so with that said, I'm going to close out this particular episode of Blockchain Supper Club. It's the one where we return since uh, January 16th. So uh, glad to be back. Again, I want you to go over to uh, Spotify and listen to the Jazz Block. Jazz Block is the music program where I focus on jazz soul and uh, everything in that realm, you know. And we share a little bit of the word too, man, because, you know, wherever I go, I can't separate myself from the faith and, and my belief in the Lord Jesus. So, you know, I still uh, get my inspiration for a lot of things that I do directly from the Holy Spirit. And so I'll tell you about these things, man. And I'm telling you, these are dangerous times, a lot more, not because of a pandemic, but because of the, the evil that is in the world, man. You know, for those that know the Lord's Prayer, a section that says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. His will is not being done on earth. And there is a lot of evil being done, man. And so this is not going to continue uh, indefinitely. And so we need to be aware, and I'm committed to making sure that we all keep our minds, you know, while we're doing what we do, that, you know, we seek the Lord while he may be found as well. So you can depend on me for that. And I'm going to be talking about the Lord, man. And so uh, until the next time, you know, enjoy uh, your life. <laughs> do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, if you don't know him, hey, all you got to do is call upon his name and he'll 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 make him, himself uh, available to you. The Holy Spirit will lead you to him. The Bible is a, is a great tool for learning, you know, about God. I encourage you, I don't care what religion you're from. You pick up the Bible, man, and you op you open it with an opening mi open mind. You read it with an open mind, and you talk to God Almighty. The Holy Spirit will lead you into understanding. This God that we're talking about, that created the heavens and the earth, the Scripture says He resists the proud. That's the one thing you can't do. Is you can't can't be prideful, man, when you pro approach Him. He made mankind in his likeness and image, and so he's uh, worthy of absolute reverence and respect. And if you don't believe in God, then you got big problems, okay? 
And that's really a problem you're going to have to work out before you draw your last breath. But for those who know that there's a God and you just don't know him, you know, you approach him with a, with a humble heart, humble mind, like a child. You know how a child is when they want to come to their daddy and, and their mother and they, they, don't, they don't come like arrogant adults. They come home. They want something. They want to be picked up. They want to be fed. They want to be changed. <laughs> Doesn't that describe us? Absolutely, man. So, uh, you know, we encourage you to seek the Lord, man. And I mean the Lord Jesus, okay? But there's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. So we're going to stay on that point and uh, encourage people to seek him while he may be found. So until next time, God bless you. Take care. Thank you.